0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday as we begin another week of breaking open God's scriptures, God's word, and uh, we are now in ordinary time this Monday, January 11th. We are uh, officially out of the Christmas season, having celebrated the baptism of the Lord yesterday, and we will be in ordinary time for about... Uh, five weeks or so until February the 17th, when we will uh, enter the Lenten season with Ash Wednesday. Uh, because yesterday we uh, we are on uh, year B on our Sunday readings now, that's going to be the gospel of Mark that we're going to hear on Sundays. And because we heard the story of Jesus's baptism yesterday in Mark, um, We are going to be, I'm sure that's why they they did this, but we will be going through the Gospel of Mark this year. Uh, And so we're going to start right at the beginning. We start immediately after that story. Well, not immediately. That's not true. We heard the Gospel of Mark yesterday through uh, chapter one, verse 11. And so we are going to skip two verses. So we're starting today, if you want to follow along, uh, Mark one, verses 14 to 20. So Mark 1, 14 to 20. Let's hear what God has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee... He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they left their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They, too, were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them, So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's talk a little bit about the Gospel of Mark um, as we begin this section, where, again, probably for the next, I don't know, three months, that's what we're going to be reading out of. I didn't check, but uh, I, I... That's a guess. Um, So, uh, it's generally believed by scripture scholars that Mark was the first gospel written, uh, probably around the time of Paul's death, say 65 uh, to 70 uh, AD. Let's say that's probably 35-ish, 40-ish years after uh, the death and resurrection, and ascension of Christ. Uh, common thought is that um, Mark, uh, and this is the John Mark that if you read in the Acts of the Apostles, was um, on uh, uh, voyages with Paul. Uh, it's commonly thought that uh, John Mark was also um, a companion of Peter's, and so this may well be Peter's gospel. It is also thought that It was a time to write them down because the uh, apostles that traveled with Jesus, that first hand. Uh, knowledge, those people that knew him, not just the apostles, but, you know, the Mary Magdalens and those others were beginning to die off. And they originally thought, they had initially thought that the coming of Christ, the second coming would happen soon. So they didn't write this down. They were just busy evangelizing, getting the word out there. But the longer that was delayed, they felt, wow, we need to get this story down. And Mark's was the first gospel. It is the shortest, as I mentioned. It's only about 16 chapters long. Matthew's is 28. Luke's is 24, but even more verbose than Matthew. He combines more in that 24. And John's is 21. Uh, And so it's the shortest and to the point. If you're familiar with the fact that there are symbols for each of the gospel writers, in fact, uh, oftentimes uh, there will be windows depicting this. If you are a member of Holy Rosary Parish at, in New Holstein, the four gospel writers are in the north wing um, and uh, at northeast side there, you can, you can see them. And uh, one is a man, one is an ox, one is an eagle, and one is a lion, uh these are the uh, if you read revelation uh these are around the throne of god these creatures winged creatures and um generally it's believed that the man is matthew uh jesus is presented as the new moses in matthew and he is a teacher uh primarily in matthew's gospel Uh, why that symbol would be for Matthew. Uh, The ox is generally believed to be Luke. uh, And um, Jesus is presented, uh, the compassionate Jesus in Luke's gospel, uh, as the sacrificial offering to God as an ox would be. Uh, The eagle is thought to be John. If you've ever read John's gospel, you know it is very different than the synoptics, the other three. Uh, It is ethereal. It literally soars. It's, it's, It's the most beautiful and poetic, clearly, of the gospels. So the eagle is thought to be John, which leaves us as the lion for Mark. Why would the lion be Mark's symbol? And the idea is, Mark's Jesus is a man in a hurry. Mark's Jesus confronts evil directly, and it happens all the time. Mark's Jesus is passionate, both in terms of his um, uh, his joy and his, his wonder and amazement, and, and in his anger toward the ways of the world and confronting that. And so uh, Mark's Jesus is uh, is actively engaged with evil. And that's why he's thought to be the lion. And we see some of that, that Mark's Jesus is a man in a hurry here. Uh, remember Mark's gospel is only 16 uh, chapters long. He does not begin with any infancy narratives like Matthew and Luke do. Uh, Matthew and Luke both take two chapters and, and give us infancy. Mark's gospel begins immediately with... Uh, with, uh, John the Baptist. And we heard that yesterday. Remember that story of, of the baptism of Jesus was, uh, verses seven through 11. Well, we started today with 14. So what happened in those two? Well, it took two verses. That's all Mark takes for the temptation in the desert. Uh, Verse 12 says the Holy Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. Literally, that's all verse 12 is. Verse 13 says, and he was there for 40 days and was tempted and was among the wild animals and the angels ministered to him. That's it. (laughs) Those are the two verses that we missed in between yesterday's gospel and today. So what happened? Went out to the desert, 40 days, among the wild animals and angels ministered, and now he's back. And again, he's a man in a hurry after John had been arrested. So already, boom, he's back. John's arrested the one who, who uh, within that 40 days, presumably got arrested, the one who, who baptized him. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. What is the gospel of God for Mark's Jesus? This is it. Three sentences, all of them short. That this is the time of fulfillment, number one. The kingdom of God is at hand, number two. Repent and believe in the gospel, number three. Jesus in Mark's gospel does not have time to pussyfoot around. This is the time of fulfillment. Today, the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, repent means again. Don't just think it's, it's saying, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. Although it is that, it means turn around, change your attitudes, change the ideas in your head, those ways you are going, turn from them now, now, and believe in the gospel. The time to turn is now. And how does he present that to us? In the calling of the apostles, the first apostles. He was walking by the Sea of Galilee. Simon and Andrew were casting their nets. Come follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Walks a little further, James and John, with their father, mending their nets, he called them, they too left their father and the hired men and followed him. The time for decisions is now. It's not, you know, there's that wonderful gospel story where Jesus is inviting uh, somebody to follow him and he says, let me go bury my father first. And, 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 and Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead and incredibly, what seems not a compassionate, you know, thought, let the dead bury the dead. But, but really what he's saying is, let me, when my parents have died, I will follow you. But my, his father was probably in the prime of life. Or maybe five or ten years from death. And he's saying, Jesus is saying, no, let let the dead, meaning those who don't know me, those who don't know the gospel, those who who haven't said yes to this, who haven't repented in that full sense yet. Let let them deal with the others. You follow me now. The time of decision, brothers and sisters, is today. You know, there's that wonderful um, story, uh, parable in each of the synoptics, I'm pretty sure, uh, where... Um the the man is throwing the banquet and he goes out and, and he invites everybody and they say, "Oh, pray hold me excused. I, I recently got married or I, I purchased some oxen or I purchased some land, and I, and I have to go out and be about those things. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing wrong with with purchasing oxen or land, uh, being about our business, being about our families, being about, you know, marriage. But he says the point is, the, is the same point we're seeing today, is to the extent that those things take import in our life over following Christ, we've missed the moment. We've missed God right here. And that's what Jesus is doing. I don't know why, my friends. There is something within the human condition. I'll just speak from my perspective that, that the concerns of the day occupy my mind. And when those concerns are taken care of, which they always are, aren't they? Other concerns come and take their place. You know, and, and, and we're not similar to those people in the parable or similar to the young man that Jesus called who said, let me bury my father first. Um, what we see in, in Peter and Andrew and James and John is the immediacy with which God is saying, listen. The gospel, the kingdom of heaven is at hand now. Now is the time of fulfillment. Today, repent and believe in the gospel. Now, D- don't don't wait. You know, we um, we talked about, and 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 this was some weeks ago, uh, morning prayer and evening prayer with the Canticle of Zechariah and the Canticle of Mary. Um, that that the the monks, uh, those religious women and men uh fill their day with prayer, you know, and and you know, every two or three hours they gather for prayer or they, they have their prayer book, which seems regimented and things, but it's I, I think it's the monastic way of saying, listen, we know after prayer our minds are going to be consumed with something else. And so these daily prayers, this prayer at, at six in the morning and at, at nine and at noon and at three and at six and at nine at night, that helps us remember. It helps us pause our days and, uh, and invites us back to prayer, invites us back to our foundation. I guess my, my question for you and I today is, if we truly are going to, to have our eyes open, because that's what the gospel is asking. It's asking us to be awake. It's asking us to see and realize the time of fulfillment is now. Jesus is passing by now. He's inviting you and I to, to live that gospel now in our midst, where we are now, but to think differently and to see him everywhere, that God who, that Christ who ministers in 10,000 uh, faces, as, as Gerard Hopkins Manley tells us. If we are, are to do that now, we need to develop habits, brothers and sisters, of seeing differently. How do we set it up that we don't allow those concerns of the moment to to take over our vision and take over what it is we see and how we see because that that does what we're pondering what we're thinking about that is how we're going to see and how we're going to encounter the moment what habits can you and i instill in our daily life to help us be awake to help us turn around to realize that the time of salvation is now the time for encountering Christ is now the time for for saying yes to God and following is now as you know my friends this is not just a one time thing it's a daily thing it's a constant thing how can we do that today let's pray Uh, again just invite us to bring all our intentions before our blessed mother And uh, trust that she will bring them safely uh, to the throne of her son. And we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you on this Monday uh, of the first week of Ordinary Time, and I look forward to us uh, being together the rest of this week and breaking open God's Word together.